identical twins Annie and Haley, separated at birth and each raised by one of their biological parents, later discover each other for the first time at summer camp and make a plan to bring their wayward parents back together. This is Ryan. And this is Ashley. And this is Ruining Ruining Our Our Childhood, Childhood. a nostalgic weekly podcast where a married couple rewatches and reviews our favorite 90s and 2000s movies to decide if they hold up to our adult standards. That is our podcast. And hello. Welcome to episode 75. What? That's insane. That is insane. We usually quit things by now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're really good at that. Yeah. Hey, we're human. Yeah. What can you do? Not quit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, probably. Hey, guys. It's us people that we just said. (laughs) Did you just have an out-of-body experience? (laughs) Hey, guys. It's us people. Okay. This week, we're doing the 1998 classic, The Parent Trap, starring people that we'll talk about later yeah i'm sure thanks for everybody that voted Mm -hmm. definitely a surprise at the end yeah of the poll because it seemed like dr doolittle was gonna be the winner i even started looking up my usual facts that i hit you with the box office numbers and stuff like that and you're like uh parent trap one i was like yeah instagram instagram voting knocked it out of the park Mm -hmm. uh this week i did forget to put it on twitter like i usually put the polls on twitter so i'll definitely do that next week so i apologize for anybody that votes exclusively on twitter uh but you can also vote on our instagram and facebook and i blame it on this is our first poll back after a month yeah that's true halloween movie so i just kind of forgot to put it up there yeah i'm not good at things (laughs) you're not good at things but you run all of our social media and do all of our editing well, you don't have to brag about it. I'm just a talent. Uh, <laughs> That's all I am. I lost track of the week. It was yeah. a very busy week. It was. I feel like. So I apologize for anybody that likes to vote on Twitter. But mm-hmm. check out next week's poll on Thursday. Facebook, Twitter, the huge. The huge. The huge. Yeah. Um, so sorry, Dr. Doolittle fans. But it will be coming back up in the bracket. Yeah. For anybody that doesn't know what the loser bracket is. It's a bracket that we made of all the losers from our polls over the summer. Oh, yeah. So. Dr. Doolittle is now a two-time loser. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, back to this movie. Why don't we go down memory road and you can hit us with some 1998 facts. This movie was released on July 29th of 1998. It had a budget of $15 million and it made $92.1 million. So quite successful. Uh, popular TV shows from 1998 were ER, Friends, and Frasier. It's a good year for NBC. <laughs> uh, the number one song the week the movie came out was Brandy and Monica, The Boy Is Mine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a couple other popular songs were Mariah Carey, My All, and Aerosmith, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing. Yeah, it was. It's a good year. Yeah. I know last week we said how 1999 was a good year, but this was also an excellent year for pop for sure. music. I just movies. felt like I didn't go see that many movies 
1998, but in the following year, I felt like I was at the movies like every week. You were of that age. Yeah. yeah. I also had brothers that had jobs, and they were always nice and willing to <laughs> buy me a movie ticket. That's nice. Yeah. My brother worked at a movie theater, but I don't remember him giving me free movie tickets. Maybe I'm just not remembering. Uh, the only thing I remember the perk from that job, and I've probably said it before, is bringing him bringing home garbage bags full of popcorn. <laughs> uh, <sighs> my dream. I was going to say, you love popcorn, so. So, 1998, what, what's your earliest memory from The Parent Trap? This was a weird one for me, and that was because... I randomly received two free tickets to an advanced screening just in the mail. Weird. Yeah. They were like from Disney. They were really fancy tickets. I had to go to a movie theater that was really far away. It was the screening where the reviewers go watch it, like Uh from the newspaper. And all I can assume is that I got the tickets from Disney because I subscribed to their magazine for a while. Oh, so yeah. I was like on a mailing list or something. Right. I didn't enter to win them or anything. So my parents took me to go see The Parent Trap and my brothers got to go see Armageddon. Nice. I think it kind of made me go see a movie that I maybe wouldn't have gone and seen. Yeah, and that's I, true. I do remember enjoying it. So. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I didn't see in theaters, and I did not get a fancy invitation to go see it. So, but I do remember loving this movie, mostly because I wanted to have a twin sister. At some point, I think every kid's like, it would be so cool to have a twin, and then you can do crazy shit like this. Yeah. You can pretend to be each other, mm-hmm. get out of, which never works out, by the way, in every sitcom movie. Yeah. Pretending to be... Your twin sibling never works out. Never. But that's definitely was a draw for me was the fact that it's like somebody that discovers that they have a long lost twin. I could definitely relate. That would have been pretty awesome to have a twin. I mean, yeah. I grew up with brothers, but they were hit and miss. You, know? <laughs> you just assume if it was a twin, they would be awesome. Yeah. Or they would at least like all of the same stuff, which is probably not the case. Yeah. But. And I know twins probably have issues with, like, feeling like individuals. Like, they're always lumped together, you know? And it's the, you always get dressed the same when you're a kid. Because oh. it's always cute if you wear the same outfit. Yeah. That's, so it probably sucks to be a twin. Yeah, we concluded that. <laughs> but you know what would suck worse? What? If you were a twin but never knew it until you were, like, 12 and you met your twin at summer camp. They should make a movie about that. Oh, wait, they did. It's called The Parent Trap, which is what we're watching today. I don't really remember what else I liked about this movie. I've seen it several times, though. It's definitely, uh, and I realize it's directed by Nancy Myers, and that's probably why I like it. It's almost like a comforting thing to watch. It's, like, pretty. Mm -hmm. Everything's white. Everything's white, including the cast. (laughs) So Uh. white. But... I think we'll be good. I definitely like a lot of the actors in this film, the ones that I can remember, because it's been a couple of years since I've watched it. I think I've only seen it one time. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And that would have been the time in the theater. Uh, but yeah, I do remember liking the cast. Did you wear a tuxedo? <laughs> to go to the movie? <laughs> I thought it was like a premiere. It, it was just like a reviewer's Yeah, it was just a reviewer's. Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I wore like shorts and a t-shirt. 
You would. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but then I thought about how we hosted a premiere for Wolverine. Uh huh. Here. Mm-hmm. When that came out, and like Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds and all those people came. <laughs> when here. you said we, as yeah, like we no. <laughs> We hosted it here at our house. <laughs> we know Ryan Reynolds and yeah. Hugh Jackman. You didn't know that? How come we've never said that before? Yeah. We failed we to don't. mention it. No. We don't. So do you think 1998's The Parent Trap is going to hold up? I'm going to say yes. And it's. I think it has a good cast. Mm-hmm. It's a Disney movie. So it's going to be very uh, happy, I would assume, with the way it's going to end. I remember enjoying it. Yeah. And like I said, it was a movie that I don't think I would have went and seen had I not gotten a free movie pass. And then I went and I remember leaving going, that was a good movie. Yeah. So I'm thinking, I'm going to agree with 14-year-old Ryan and say it's still going to hold up. I agree. I think it is going to hold up. I think that it's kind of a classic, in my personal view, from our childhood. Mm -hmm. It's something that people still enjoy and watch and reference even. Yeah. So... I feel like it's a rare remake where, like, our parents remember the Haley Mills version and probably hold it in high regard, and then we got a version that we hold in high regard. That's true. Yeah. So we both think it's going to hold up. Good talk. Okay. Where can you stream this? You can stream it, of course, on Disney+. Plus. Of course. So that's good. We don't have to rent it. Or you can rent it or buy it on any streaming platform i'm pretty sure so it's it's around yeah you can find it so i guess now would be the time that we hit the pausey pause go watch the parent trap and come back and discuss it okay okay bye. bye and we're back we just finished watching the parent trap and we're gonna go ahead and break down our movie with our categories like we always do And our first category is, well, hello there. Well, hello there. Where we talk about any cameos of famous or recognizable actors or actresses that we forgot were in the movie. Who did you notice? Well, I just wanted to name the very first person or I guess the main characters. Mm -hmm. And that is Haley Parker and Annie James are played by Lindsay Lohan. Mm -hmm. And obviously Lindsay Lohan is Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Mean Girls, That's Freaky big one. Friday, yeah, owning a club in Mykos, yeah, Mykonos, yeah, or something, I don't know. somewhere over in Greece, yeah. In this movie, she does get an introducing credit, mm-hmm. so this is her first film, I guess. I think so. Okay. Uh, the thing that I saw that probably was her first acting credit was she was on Letterman oh. as a kid, like as just a trick or treater in a skit oh. that he'd done. Yeah, okay. so this would. Which they're not going to be like, hey, oh, that was her introduction <laughs> to acting. Uh, my first one is the person that plays Hallie and Annie's mother, which is uh, Natasha Richardson. She plays Elizabeth James. Uh, the big thing that I think I remember her from was Made in Manhattan. Yes. And unfortunately, she passed away about a decade ago. Yeah. yeah she had a bad skiing accident. Yes. I was looking at her IMVD and I thought she was in a lot more things than she actually was. Yeah. Which is weird. She wasn't in the originals, uh, The Handmaiden's Tale, the original, like the movie. Oh. Yeah. And Made in Manhattan for sure. Yeah. Um, my next one is Dennis Quaid, mm-hmm. plays Nick Parker, their father. 
the twins' father, and uh, he's been in a bunch of this stuff. He's coming up. He's going to be playing uh, Ronald Reagan in I saw Reagan. That. Yeah. Do you ever look at Dennis Quaid and go, "How is his brother Randy Quaid?" <laughs> Sometimes. It's... Do you think Randy Quaid looks in the mirror and goes, "How is my brother Dennis Quaid?" <laughs> I feel bad for him. I'm like, Dennis I don't... Quaid is a good-looking man. <laughs> I don't think Dennis Quaid is bad looking or he was when he was younger, but definitely Dennis got got the looks. You said Dennis. Oh, I meant to say Dennis yeah. and Randy. You, yeah. you know what I meant. Yeah, we, we know which one's the good looking one and yeah. which one's not. My next one is the person that plays Martin the butler. Uh huh. His name is Simon Kunz. Kunz? <laughs> Kunz? Uh, Let me see. I didn't write him down. It's K U N Z. Maybe Coons. Coons. Let's go with know. Coons. Um, he was in Four Weddings and a Funeral, Goldeneye, and yeah. more recently played uh, Sir Edwin on Sherlock. Okay, I thought he slightly looked familiar, but I just assumed it was because I've seen this movie quite a bit. But Four Weddings and a Funeral. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My next one. Switch back over to my thing because I was looking at IMBD on how to pronounce his name. My next one is Maggie Wheeler. Mm-hmm. She plays Marva Klump Jr. Is there a junior? I feel like, yeah, because the older camp counselor was Marva Klump Sr. Okay. But she plays a camp counselor at the camp that the girls meet at, and she is most famously Janice from Friends. Yes. And it's weird because her voice isn't that nasally in real life. No. And so when she was talking, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, that's her real voice. You were waiting for her to do a Chandler laugh. So uh, other than Friends, Maggie Wheeler's also most recently did a voice for the Addams Family animated movie that came out last year. Oh, okay. Nice. Who is your next one? My next one, you mentioned her mother, Marva Klump Sr., and that was played by Polly Holiday. She was in Mrs. Doubtfire. She was on Flow. We talked about how we expected her to have a bigger part in Mrs. Doubtfire than yeah. what she had. Um, but yeah, she's in this. Looks yeah. like she retired from acting uh, about 10 years ago. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, my next one was a small part, but it was somebody we recognized. Cat Graham plays mm-hmm. Jackie, one of the camp kids. And she's most famously known as Bonnie. From the Vampire Diaries. Yeah. And also is going to be in a movie that came out or is coming out on Netflix called Operation Christmas Drop. Yes. I have seen that pop up when we've been watching Netflix and then we leave the room and it goes to a screensaver. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Cat Graham's in that. Yeah. Or I'm pretty sure I could just call her Bonnie. Yeah. She's definitely one of those people we famously just call by whatever part we most recognize them from. And we do that a lot. We do that. Yeah. I, I did see that she also does the voice of April O'Neil on the rise of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Who is your next one? My next one is Lisa Ann Walter. She plays Chessie the Nanny, which the entire movie, I thought her name was Jessie. Yeah, it's a, it's a mind shatterer because I totally thought her name was Jessie for years. Yeah. Until one time I looked her up and I was like, her name was Chessie? Yeah. <laughs> Like, Not Jesse. <laughs> what kind of name is that? Who wrote this movie? The writers of Are You Afraid of the Dark? 
<laughs> no, there was no Day Day in this. <laughs> but Lisa Ann Walter was, she had a sitcom in the mid-90s called Life's Work. Uh-huh. She was also on Emerald's sitcom that he mm. had. And she most recently was on an episode of Glow. I did see that. Yeah. I feel like she was one of those people that popped up on a lot of sitcoms that I watched as a kid where she was like the mom's best friend. Yeah. Like maybe she was on an episode of Boy Meets World or something as like... Like she's just like a quick-witted... Yeah. You know, comedy relief character actor. Exactly. I agree. Um, My next one is Elaine Hendricks. She Mm -hmm. plays Meredith. 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 And uh, some of the things I recognize her from was... One of my favorite movies of all time, Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. She most recently was in the Dynasty remake. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, she's she's been in a ton of things. Yeah. My next one is her father. The father. Yeah. Meredith's dad was played by J. Patrick McCormick. Okay. Um, the big thing I recognized him from was he was the dean in Van Wilder. Okay, I did think he looked slightly familiar, but I didn't look him up. The last couple acting credits he had was an episode of Franklin and Bash and Mad Men. Okay, that's all I had. I had one more. Okay. And that was Meredith's mother. Yes. And she was played by Joanna Barnes. And the big thing that Joanna Barnes was, she was the Meredith role in the original. She played Vicki Robinson. Yes. So it was kind of nice that they did that. Yeah. So, yeah. If I remember correctly, when we saw it in theaters, my mom immediately recognized her as she was in the original. Because I kept going, Haley Mills was not in this. I don't know what the (laughs) hell my mom's talking about. But yeah, I think she recognized her. That's funny. Yeah. Awesome. So, we're going to take a quick break. You can listen to these words and messages from our sponsor. Not really our sponsors. They're just ads. Yeah. Listen to these ads. And we'll be right back. Okay, and we're back. I hope you liked that message from them. From them? From them. And would you like to introduce our next category? (laughs) Smooth, right? (laughs) Yes. The next category is called Kids Would Call It a Throwback. We call it the prime of our teens, where we talk about fashion, offensive jokes, and dated references. And... Also, dated references. I said the three things. I don't know why I said and again. Also, dated references. I'm a mess. Uh, what did you think about the fashion? I really had no issue with the fashion. The only thing I thought was weird is that Natasha Richardson's character plays a fashion designer. Yes. Which, that is not weird. And she was doing a photo shoot with this lady in a bride's dress. And yeah. It was a very nice dress. Even to this day, it didn't look dated. But she was like, we need to spice it up and puts like a top hat on her with the veil. She did that because they were they were having issue with the veil covering the back of the dress, which is a prominent feature of the dress. Yeah. So she made it so there's more height so that you could see the back of the dress. Brian. I just thought it looked very weird. No, it didn't look great. That's that's something that dated it for sure. Because I was like, who would wear a top hat like that? cue the trend yeah no i'm i'm sure it was and maybe is i don't know i've been married in you know 10 years (laughs) i'm currently married but i haven't 
been married yeah. <laughs> since 2010. Yeah. You were only in one wedding. <laughs> yes. And it was in 2010. So far in my life. Only yes. one wedding. Only one. Yeah, I definitely think the fashion looked clean. It looked preppy, yeah. but not too overly dated. All of like Haley and Annie's outfits were cute. Mm-hmm. And everybody else was just, you know, it's a Nancy Myers movie. So everything is very clean that's yeah. all i can say it's like clean simple not dated exactly and i felt like especially like the stuff dennis quaid was wearing was basically like jeans and a shirt and like maybe a jacket over it and it was all stuff that if he was seen wearing tomorrow nobody would be like oh that's a terrible outfit like he just looked normal he dressed dressed like a rancher but he owned a vineyard which I thought yeah. was like, okay. But yeah. I, it's also, they live out in the country. It's a little more rustic, I guess. But a lot I feel of like cowboy he, boots on. Yeah, there. and cowboy hat at one point. I feel like he was just trying to fulfill some sort of cowboy fantasy. Yeah. You feel like the uh, costume designer was like, I don't care that he's supposed to be running a vineyard. I envisioned a cowboy. We're going to make him a cowboy. <laughs> like, is he a rancher? Does he have cows? Yeah. Is he making cow wine? He did have horses. That's true. So that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. he just lives out in the country. But did you have any other fashion? There was a scene where Martin was wearing a speedo. Yes. And that is an image I will not be able to get out of my head for a little while. <laughs> that was a little disturbing. I do like how it took him five seconds to be in the hotel to get his speedo on and get down to the pool. Yeah. He's like, I'm in California. I'm going to the pool. We're going Um, swimming. Yeah. Yeah. At the very end. So spoiler alert. Obviously, these two girls, having realized that they're twins, decide to switch and they end up trying to get their parents back together. At the very end of the movie, even though Annie and Elizabeth have gone back home to England, Nick and Haley get there before them. Yes. And surprise them. And it's happy ending. But I liked in... The scene, Nick has his collar up on yes. his jacket. And I don't know if it's because it's raining, I guess. So his neck doesn't get wet. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. But I don't know. It, it was a choice. Yeah. It's it, a thing I've never done. I have never popped my collar ever. Even though it was popular. I remember when I was a freshman in college, guys had their polos, their collars popped all the time. Sometimes they had double polo collars for some fucking reason i remember being in vegas riding an escalator and a guy in front of me had double polos on with the collars popped and i just laughed at how dumb he looked (laughs) i remember we had jokes about that when i was a freshman and about if that's how you knew like to stay away from the guy (laughs) like oh man i can't tell if that guy's a douchebag or not oh he's got his collar popped yeah Problem solved. That's a douche. Uh, anyway, so I'm sorry if anybody wore their color like that. I'm not calling you a frat frat boy, but you probably were. <laughs> um, and I'm not calling you a douchebag. But you probably, but you probably are. But anyway, yeah. did you have any dated references you wanted to discuss? I had a few. Right off the bat, when Hallie gets to camp, she's having a trouble moving her duffel bag because mm-hmm. it's like, stuck in just a gigantic pile and these two girls help her 
And I don't remember the context, but she did ask them, like, what are you, Lucy and Ethel? She said she was from California. And That's like, what it was. Do you know movie stars? Like, do you walk around Hollywood? And she's like, I'm from Northern California, Dadoy. I live in a vineyard. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what she was like, what are you guys, Lucy and Ethel? Yeah. So That was one. Mm-hmm. At one point, they, because these two girls who still haven't figured out that they're twins yet, even though they look exactly alike, yeah, are stuck in a cabin together because they've put on this prank war between each other. They don't like each other at first. And they stick them in this isolation cabin, which is really nice, by the way. Yeah. But... The window's open and it like knocks a bunch of pictures off of Haley's wall. And there's a picture of Leo. Yes. And and she's like, it's Leonardo DiCaprio. And she's all excited that she has it. And it reminds me of our teen idol discussion from last week. I liked even more that Annie didn't know who he was. She's like, who's that? This is post Titanic. Titanic, Yes. The biggest movie in the world in 1997 and 98. Yeah. She knows who he is. Come on. I guess I, I do get the impression that Annie doesn't watch TV or go to the movies. She's very refined. Yeah. But. You should know who the LDC is. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> well, I didn't know he was called the LDC until last week, so. Good friend of the podcast, Mr. Brad Pitt, called him that in his Oscar acceptance speech. Oh, yeah. He's not a friend of the podcast, right? You can't we, just make up lies. We, we do not know Brad Pitt. Um, <sighs> you mentioned earlier when um, Nick and Hallie fly to London and they beat Annie and Elizabeth to her house. Mm-hmm. And Hallie tells them, we took the Concorde and we can get here. We got here twice as fast and the Concorde no longer flies. Why? They retired it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it was really expensive. So, oh yeah i had heard of it but i i yeah uh... i think of like a flight from london to new york was like two and a half hours it was really quick that's scary yeah it means it's flying faster yeah. and that means if it crashed you'd hurl to your death even quicker as opposed to if it crashed you wouldn't hurl to your death on just a normal plane no i'm just saying like i don't know <laughs> Planes are scary, right? I know. Yeah. I don't need them to go faster than they already are. <laughs> Just go your intended speed. Yeah. At one point when I believe Elizabeth has kind of figured out that they're trying to parent trap them, which is funny because I use that as a verb because of New Girl. Yes. <laughs> uh, when Jess is trying to parent trap her parents mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving. They're trying to get her par- their parents back together and she figures out that they have lied about Nick even knowing that she was there mm-hmm. and that their kids had switched places. But Annie calls Meredith Corella DeVille. Yep. Which is not not accurate. I was going to say it's pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have anything else? That is all I had. There wasn't... It is a family film, so not a shocker that there wasn't any offensive jokes. No. It was yeah. very refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> Compared to last week. Yeah. Do you want to move on? Yes. Our next category, we're going to go ahead and send a fax to our sister saying 911 coming out of a dog's mouth. 
and talk about some technology. You know, they had to have that discussion. Like, what are we going to do if things start going south yeah. in our plan? Send so the facts with a dog Very on specific it. thing. Yeah. I said specific. Very. Specific thing. <laughs> so there wasn't a lot of technology that I remember, but there was a scene at the very beginning of the movie when they are getting off the bus, or I believe it's Haley is getting off a bus, and there's some girls behind her. They're a little older, and the one girl has a cell phone in her hand, and I couldn't really see it, but obviously it's 1998, so it's I'm sure it's a shitty cell phone but she's just complaining about how her cell doesn't work and she doesn't get any service and they're like how are we gonna live how are we gonna be able to live without our phones and i'm just thinking that's actually still very relevant today even more so because you can do even more with your phone because in 98 like you could call somebody that's it yeah i don't think you could even send a text message depending on the phone i don't think so yeah yeah that's a good point because also like you said, it's 22 years later and we still have spotty cell surface in multiple places. I feel like they wrote that joke going, kids kids are going to be addicted to their cell phones one day. And you're like, yeah, yeah. you're right. <laughs> you are correct. One of the ones that I had was after Annie has sent the fax to Haley, she takes off and runs to a payphone and calls. Collect. Collect. <laughs> yeah. From England to Napa Valley, I wish they had filmed a scene where it was Dennis Quaid getting his phone bill. Like a la Home Alone 2 when Kevin's dad gets the room service bill at the end of the movie. My dad used to get mad at me if I called Collect because he's like, it's expensive. It is. And I didn't do it often and it was always for a reason. But And my dad was real good about like, let's keep the call short. But I'm thinking it was always like a couple bucks just for that one phone call. And calling that? Yeah. Well, I'm sure I said it before in a podcast, but I would just like leave it in the message so my dad wouldn't accept it. He just knew like, this is Ashley picking me up from volleyball practice. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bob, we got a baby. It's a boy. (laughs) Yeah. It's literally what we do. Yep. Yeah, that uh, that was great. Good thing their parents are both really rich. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, that house... Uh, in Napa? Holy crap. It wouldn't a, be a Nancy Myers movie if it wasn't a beautiful, beautiful house. I think his patio was bigger than our home. <laughs> <laughs> it was freaking huge. Uh, let's talk about some music. Oh. <laughs> what song stuck out to you in this movie? I didn't really remember the movie that well, so there wasn't a song where it comes up, I think of it, but there was a song that when it was played it made me think of nancy myers films yes and that was this will be performed by natalie cole yes and it's like any song they played a couple similar ones throughout the movie throughout the movie that i'm like yep this is a nancy myers movie i tried to look up how many times that song has been used in just romantic comedies and I, I found a website and it said it was only in two movies. I was like, that's a bold face lie, the, random website. I was expecting your number you were going to give me was 50. Yeah. No, I think it's in every single uh, romantic comedy yeah. or like family type movie that has a romantic storyline. Mm-hmm. It's usually played during a wedding reception yeah. where people are dancing. That or it's the Jackie Wilson song. And I'm pretty sure they use it for an eHarmony Commercial? Yes. Yeah. Back in the day? Mm-hmm. 
every rom-com ever probably yeah i i wrote that one down as well uh i do think that the overswell of music and to tug on your heartstring at certain moments definitely was a thing I know I'm going to keep saying it's a Nancy Myers movie, but you can tell because it's very, very strong. I think of The Holiday where there's that specific uh, melody. Yeah, melody that's going on the whole movie Mm -hmm. that just, you know, it makes the movie almost. Yeah. It's weird. I did like at one point they're playing poker, right? At camp and they're playing uh, Bad to the Bone. And I was like, precocious redheaded kid and they're playing bad to the bone what is this problem child (laughs) (laughs) i'm an 80s comedian (laughs) that was well done Uh, who's that is that junior healy (laughs) no okay it's just a little annie yeah Uh, that is funny because also that that was a pretty cheesy scene it it really was yeah didn't age as well as as it should have i think yeah uh did you have anything else you want to talk about as far as technology? No. no, I'm ready to move on. Okay. The next category is called, Is It Even Good? Where we talk about the plot, the plot holes, and we name our funniest and cringiest moments of the movie. What do you think about the plot? I enjoy the plot. Mm-hmm. It's something that I've seen, obviously, multiple times done. Because I want to say, isn't... It takes to have a similar plot with the Olsen twins. It does, but I think because I watched it fairly recently, mm-hmm. they're not in the movie. They're not twins. Oh, like okay. they're not like secretly twins. I think they're just kids that look like each other. And I was I was thinking about this movie in the sense that like how did how did Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen not get <laughs> cast, cast in this? They're yeah. like the same age. Yeah, they were twelve when this movie came out. Yeah, they could have filmed it twice as quick. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been a lot easier. Maybe yeah. people were like, we're sick of the Olsen twins always in everything. Yeah. Something that I really liked about the plot, and it it kind of alleviated plot holes, uh-huh. was that when they came up with this idea that we're going to switch and you're going to go with my mom and I'm going to go with your dad, they started teaching each other their mannerisms, like, Annie and her butler have a handshake, so yes. she taught her that, and she's teaching her accent and stuff like that. I really, that part I was like, oh, you guys are. They had charts. Yeah. Like, so they knew the family tree yeah. and stuff like that. I was like, that's well done. Yeah. No, I agree. It wasn't just like smooth sailing. Like, they basically utilized their whole summer yeah. to learn about each other so they could pull it off. Yeah, definitely. Still didn't work, though. No. Why would it? I was just thinking, like, the sense that twins would be separated at birth when i was younger would have seemed far-fetched to me and then we watched that documentary yes uh which i can't remember the name of right now it was three brothers yeah yeah it was on hulu mm-hmm. and it's literally about twins and triplets that were separated at birth as a science experiment yes and they were adopted by the main one that they talk about in the documentary is how their one was adopted by a lower class income family middle class and a high income family and they basically tested nature versus nurture Mm -hmm. as far as success and it's just insane to me that somebody those three brothers didn't know each other existed until they were in college yeah i was in college so that aspect i think could happen obviously it has happened yeah very true i just don't know if i believe that 
parents would do this to their children. Yeah. No. I, I can't see, like, you take a kid and I'll take a kid. And just be done with it and never wonder, never call and be like, hey, how's my other kid? Yeah. That seemed a little far-fetched to me because it just seems fucked up. <laughs> yeah. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. So I guess we can get into the plot holes. Uh, yeah. What did you have? I surprisingly had a couple. Oh. Mark it down, folks. Two. And that was when Annie and Haley are going to switch. Well, one's got long hair and one's got shorter yes. hair. So we're going to cut the long hair. And having gotten a quarantine haircut, cutting hair is not easy. <laughs> no. But it worked out in this. Yeah. I'm like, uh, an 11-year-old knocking out of the park on the haircut? I don't think so. <laughs> I agree. Especially since the first time she tried to cut it, she closed her eyes. <laughs> yeah. I felt like one of the main plot holes for me was just the fact that it took them, like, I, I would presume a couple weeks to realize they were twins in yeah. the first place. Like, they discover each other exist as far as that they look like doppelgangers mm -hmm. when they're at camp. And... Then they decide they hate each other, so then they wage their prank war, and then they get sent to the isolation camp together, and they get to talking and realize, oh, fuck, we're twins. Yeah. But I'm just thinking that if I saw somebody that looked exactly like me, the first thing I would ask is be like, who are your parents, and are you adopted? Yeah. Like, why do we look so similar? Exactly. You wouldn't just... they were Brush kind of, it off? Yeah, like a little oblivious to it. Yeah, like, and the adults... The camp counselors didn't even care because they, when they see each other for the first time face to face, Janice is there from Friends. Mm -hmm. I can't remember her character name. And she's just like, oh, you guys look like each other. Oh, well, okay, bye. <laughs> like, she didn't care. She's like, huh. all right, see you later. <laughs> if I saw two people meet for the first time that looked exactly like, I'd be like, are you guys twins? Yeah. What's going on? Do you, you guys know each other's parents? Do you guys notice you guys look exactly alike? Yeah. No? Okay. What was your other plot hole? My other one is one of them, one of, uh, I believe Annie has pierced ears and Haley no, does Haley. not. Sorry. Haley has pierced ears yeah. and Annie does not. And so they have to pierce her ears. Yes. And I've seen enough 80s and 90s sitcoms to know that you would get an infection because you she wouldn't do it She right. sterilized the needle, Ryan. No. Mm -mm. I went, <laughs> nope. I've seen Full House. You would have an ear infection. Uh, what about you? What about your plot holes? I didn't have any other ones other than we kind of mentioned earlier the fact that Annie didn't know who Leonardo DiCaprio is. Yeah. Come in on. 1998. Yeah, we all knew who Leo was. We all knew. We all knew. Meow. <laughs> what was your funniest liner moment? So, Nick. 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 <laughs> Nick wants to marry Meredith. Uh-huh. And he presents this idea to Haley as we would, I'm going, I would like to make her part of our family. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, you're going to adopt her? Yeah. When she meets her, asks her about her age. And she's like, she's only 15 years older than me. I mean, she obviously knew what was going on, but yeah. she just went that route. Yeah. I thought it was funny. And it should be noted that it was Annie playing Haley. Yes. Yeah. Because it's very confusing. Yeah. I mean, it's not really confusing, but it can be confusing if we don't specify. Okay. Right? That's true. <laughs> well, like right before that, or not quite right before that, but he's trying to tell Haley slash Annie 
that he's getting engaged. And she can tell that's what he's telling her, but she tries to avoid it. But when they're on, I think they're riding horses. Mm -hmm. He's like, what do you think about Meredith? And she's like, she can spell the word you. (laughs) Because earlier in the scene, she's like, I'm going to design a label with Y-O-U. Yeah. Because she's his marketing manager or some random job. Yeah, for his vineyard. Yeah, Yeah. but... Yeah, that I, was I funny like that. how she yeah. said that, yeah. But definitely the You're Gonna Adopt Meredith was uh, pretty great. Yeah, it was very well done. There's a lot of actually really funny lines in this yeah. movie, and I found myself cracking up quite a bit. For sure. What was your cringiest liner moment? My cringiest moment is going back to when Annie and Haley are at summer camp. Mm-hmm. They have a fencing scene, and I just thought the whole scene was extremely over the top and cheesy to the point at one of them, I don't know which one it was because they both have fencing masks on, but one was leaning up against a bale of hay and acting like they're yawning that was, while fancy. I can tell you who fencing. it was. Sorry. Sorry. Go for it. It was Annie because you could see her long hair sticking out oh. and she had long hair. Okay. So, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, it's okay. But I just thought... There wasn't a lot of cheesiness in this movie, and I thought that was just, like, unnecessary. It did have the payoff at the end where they fell into a trough of water, Mm -hmm. and they take off their masks, and they see that, wait a minute, this person looks just like me, but it's clearly not my twin. Yeah. I agree it was a little over the top, but I also feel like because this is a family movie, there's always going to be that, like, kind of over-the-top cheesiness, like, when they're doing the pranks and before they get in trouble... When the two clumps, I think is their last name, the two older women running the camp, they accidentally get the pudding on them and then yeah. they slide through the cabin and get the feathers on them. Somewhat like Kevin McAllister. Yes. Would be proud of the design of this prank. But that, I mean, that's over the top, but it's also works because it is a kid's movie and it's funny. I was just thinking... Haley was playing for keeps with that prank. Yeah. Like, she was putting honey on people. I'm like, yeah. that would rip your hair out. Yeah. Uh. They're psychopaths. <laughs> They're psychos. Um, my cringiest moment was actually later in the movie. They're on a camping trip. Meredith has gone with them unwillingly. Mm-hmm. Not unwillingly. They didn't kidnap her. But she, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, reluctantly. Yes. I don't know words. And they're playing tricks on her left and right. She's a horrible person. They don't like her. So they're at the campfire and she keeps falling for their tricks. Which, whose fault is it? You're falling for 12-year-old tricks. You know? They are smarter than her. They're pretty smart. Yeah. To, like, get back at them, she, like, passionately kisses their father. Yes. As if, and I looked at you and I was like, she did it as if she was trying to make another woman jealous. Like, if she was hypothetically trying to make their mom jealous. Yes. But I'm like, those are his daughters. Yeah. Don't do that. No. Don't do that in front of them. That's gross. It was, yeah, very gross. Yeah. It's like, why don't you just pee on him <laughs> on top of it? We get it. You think it, he's your property. Yeah. And then it kind of just goes with the fact that she thinks that he would choose her over his children. Maybe Annie, because he doesn't really know her. <laughs> but even then, no. 
He's not going to. I mean, he reluctantly, I mean, not reluctantly, he gave her up, though. Yeah. So I'm like, he doesn't have the best judgment in the world, but. No. <laughs> but I still think he's taking her over Meredith. He he didn't seem to be very into her in the first place. I mean, like, I think he was into the concept of her. Yeah. But he, the minute she broke up with him, he was not even that mad. And I think that's why. Was he was like, this, if this person really wants me to choose between my daughters and her, then screw her. I mean, they never really say it, but I think one of the reasons he kind of jumps into this marriage is he does think his daughter needs a female role model. Mm-hmm. And instead of going like, hey, she has a mother out there who's very, who's a very good mom. Yeah. He's like, I'll just marry the first woman that's interested in me. She has a nanny who she seems to have a great relationship yeah, with. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I guess the only other plot I had or plot hole mm-hmm. going back to that because apparently i put all my plot holes in a totally different place always helpful <laughs> was it was earlier in the movie when annie shows up at napa as hallie and or Haley, not hallie Haley, and Ch- chessie is talking about meredith to her mm-hmm. before she like officially meets her she's talking about how she thinks she's a gold digger and she's just hanging out with your dad because he's very successful and rich but she talked about nick as if he was a goblin <laughs> like she's just like i don't even know why she'd be interested in him other than you know money and i'm yeah. like he's very handsome he's he, very successful he's like 40 yeah he's not he's still 90 yeah yeah so it's just to me a plot hole because i'm like he's not a bad looking guy but did you have anything else you wanted to talk about the plot or anything like that? I did want to mention that, you know, it seems like Nick and Elizabeth didn't break up really on bad terms. Because yeah. when they see each other, they look happy to see one another. Right. But then they kind of hint at some domestic violence. There, There's a little bit hint, at least a domestic dispute where she throws a hairdresser at hairdresser. <laughs> She picked up Jonathan Von Ness and threw him. No, a hair dryer. There you go. A hair dryer, not a hairdresser. Uh, yeah. Oh, that was funny. And it's hilarious to throw stuff at your significant other. Yeah, yeah domestic violence is funny. Uh, that was the only thing that I had. There's something that I caught on to. And obviously, it's kind of unavoidable in this type of movie and plot point. But there was like 30 scenes of people coming to the realization that there's two of them. Yes. <laughs> Every yes. single character at it. Yeah. And even the ones that knew that two of them existed, yeah. they still had that. <gasps> Nick had that reaction. Like, like, I know you haven't seen your other daughter in 11 years, but... You knew she existed. Yes. Yeah. And you knew that she probably looked exactly the same <laughs> as your daughter. <laughs> you look just like my daughter. It's almost like your twins. Uh, I don't know if I had anything else other than I did want to point out that Haley sounds like the way she talks sounds like a 45 year old divorcee. Like the way she talks, says phrases and stuff. Yeah. I, I know she's supposed to be this kid that grew up with just a, a male role model for the most part. And she's kind of like tough. Yeah. But 
Yeah, she does. She has that like sass, like, I just got a divorce and I'm free. (laughs) She is uh, 12 going on 45. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have anything else you want to talk about? I didn't. You want to go ahead and uh, we'll take a quick break and be back and hand out some awards? Yeah. All right. And we're back, and as always, on Ruining Our Childhood, it is award season. We give out two awards every week, the first of which is the valedictorian to the Nicolas Cage Online School of Bad Acting. Whom did you give your award to? I kind of had a hard time picking a specific person. Um, I ended up giving it to Joanna Barnes as Aunt Vicky, as <laughs> she wanted to be called. Yes. Uh, just because... She was only in a couple scenes. Yeah. But I felt like she was doing that voice that I decided I hate where she's trying to be fancy because she's trying to come off like she's high class. So mm-hmm. then she kind of does this like slight, what do we call it the one time, the lazy British accent? Yeah. Where somebody's right. trying to be like, yeah. look at me. Let me see how pretentious I can yeah. sound when I talk. Like Moira Rose on yes, Schitt's Creek. But not as charming. No. <laughs> or not and nearly as charming. Not nearly as charming or hilarious. And I just felt like the addition of Meredith's parents was kind of unnecessary, other than to just show her motives. Yeah. I guess. But I I could do without them. I was gonna they didn't really both of the parents didn't add much yeah. to the movie, if anything. Right. Um, who who did you pick? I kept it in the family, and I gave it to Meredith. Okay. Uh, who was played by Elaine Hendricks, as we talked about earlier. I hated the scream she does when she realizes that Haley has a twin. Mm-hmm. It, like you t- you mentioned earlier, how people were shocked, and she obviously doesn't know it, but yeah. it was the scream of like someone was trying to stab you. Yeah. It was not necessary. Uh, you mentioned the whole kissing the dad to try to make the daughters jealous which was just cringy and then also i'm gonna make you pick between your daughters and me and this will end the way i want it to yeah like get out of here but i also agree with you it was a little difficult finding someone i thought the acting wasn't bad yeah i think she did a good villain part as meredith but i i can see there were certain parts where it's like i don't know if it was the acting or if it was more the direction she got yeah, because, I mean, she is supposed to be, as I mentioned earlier, Cruella de Vil, basically. Yeah. And it was just, it was the screams, I think, more than anything that did it for me. I was just like, man, that's a bit much. But also, probably, like you said, direction. Um, Do you want to move to the next award? Yes. The next award is the Thomas J. Hanks Award for Exceptional Acting. Who did you give the award to? I gave it to Lindsay Lohan. Same. Same. I think... She, in a lot of ways, has to carry the movie. Oh, yeah. I like the part where she is playing the different sisters meeting the parent that they've never met before. Yeah. And she makes you believe, like, because she looks in awe of meeting her mom or meeting her dad. And then also, I can't imagine having to bounce back and forth from a British accent to an American accent. And she does a decent British one. Basically, the whole movie, and even when she's... Just doing scenes when you're, okay, you're going to be Hallie in this one. Okay, now we're going to cut and you're going to be this one this time. I'm like, she did a great job. 
Yeah. I don't know if her accent was the best British accent, but for somebody her age yeah. to accomplish, I thought it was it was decent. Mm-hmm. I think she did an excellent job of establishing both of the characters as separate people, mm-hmm. especially when they're in scenes together, quote unquote, because it's the same person. Yeah. And just when she would break, in a way, break character uh, in when she was playing the other character, pretending to be the other character. Yeah. That was great. And I agree with the scenes where she's meeting her parents for the first time. I think partly it's the fucking Nancy Myers music. That's what I'm calling it. Nancy yeah. Myers didn't do this, the composing. It was somebody else. But just that swell of emotion. I'm like, stop trying to make me feel things. <laughs> I don't want to cry. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. For somebody her age and for it be, basically being her first major acting role, she did so well. Yeah, she was, she was great. And there was one scene that when she was doing the scene, I mm-hmm. looked at you like, what the hell? This is about to get real dark. And it's when they're going camping. And I don't know if she was Hallie or Annie, but she was behind Meredith and she picks up a rock and it's a good sized rock. And I was like, is she going to hit her over the head? But then she was just going to put the rock in her bag to weigh her down and hurt her back. Basically. Yeah. I know, <laughs> I but like, she had this devious look on yeah. her face. No, I agree. I'm not quite sure who it was either because... I think at that point, it, it was kind of hard to tell. Yeah. Because they both look the same. They're in the same scene together. But I can't remember because I think in part of the scene, they're still kind of pretending like they're each other so that they could stay longer. Yes. So I think they both had an American accent at that, one point. That sounds right because Dennis Quaid even gets down and looks and he's like, you're Hallie. And she's like, am I? <laughs> Are you sure about that? Are you that? sure? And he's like, wait a minute. Yeah. So, but yeah, she was very good. So, now it's time to decide if 1998's Parent Trap holds up. What did we say at the beginning? That it would? I said it would, and you said it would. Okay, cool. And I maintain, I think it did hold up. I The only thing I really had an issue with was some of the pacing of the movie. Mm-hmm. And it was specifically when Annie is in Napa. She's, you know, gonna, she's Hallie at the time, mm-hmm. but she's, it's Annie. I think it's Haley. We keep saying Hallie. And they Haley. say Hallie in the movie. Okay. Well, one of the two. Yeah. But it was how quick she tells Chessie what she did. Yeah. And I thought, I was like, you, I feel like you've only been there a couple days, maybe. So I was like, oh, that was real quick. But also, it's a longer movie, too. It's like over two hours. Yeah. So I'm, I can't really complain. I thought it was a good movie. It was funny, it was well written. I agree. I think it was still very enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I just I think it's a it's a decent family movie. It's silly, but in a charming way. Yeah, it wasn't there wasn't a lot of cheesiness. Yeah, in my opinion, like you said, it was silly and it was a fun, warm family mo- yeah. movie. Warm family movie. <laughs> we can't talk. <laughs> no, we cannot. I think we're at the end of this podcast <laughs> yeah. episode. So yeah, we both think it holds up. It's a great watch, mm-hmm. mostly in part to Lindsay Lohan's performance, I would say. And yeah, good times. It was a goodie. <laughs> so guys, thanks for listening. Next week, don't forget to check out our new poll that we'll have out on Thursday on Facebook and Twitter. And on Fridays, we will have the Instagram on our stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week's movie is Movies. 
because there's two of them. Yeah. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a uh, poll. It's not a poll if it's just one <laughs> option, guys. Uh, Euro Trip. Okay. Versus 2012. Ooh. Yeah. It's exciting. Which one do you think is going to win? I think the listeners are going to choose Euro Trip. I agree. Cool. I agree. <laughs> um, so, again, don't forget to check that out on Thursdays, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram stories on Friday. Yes. Also, if you haven't yet, why haven't you joined the Runers Club? It's yeah. free. It's easy to join. And you get a bunch of bonus content like our latest episode, Hocus Pocus. Faux show. And we'll even have a new TV episode at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so check that out. And also, don't forget to check out our other podcasts, Are We Still Afraid of the Dark? Question. Question, yeah. as we always say, where we rewatch episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark and talk about them. And also, when you go join the Runers Club over at RooneyInOurChildhood.com, check out our store. Buy a shirt. Yeah. Holidays are coming up. Yeah. You know that, that friend you mentioned our podcast to and they maybe haven't listened to it yet? Maybe they want a t-shirt, though. Maybe that's going to get them to listen to our podcast. Or a sticker. A sticker? Yeah. I have one on my laptop. It's beautiful. It's very beautiful. Yeah. And also for the Ruiners Club members, we will be having a December giveaway. So keep a lookout for that. Yes. We gave away a t-shirt a couple months ago. Yeah. And if I must say so myself, it's pretty sweet. So yeah. we give out sweet prizes. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So <laughs> thanks again for listening, guys, and listening to us ramble on about random things. And we hope you have a great week. And we'll be doing another episode next week, like we always do. Okay. Okay, bye. bye. <laughs>